Hi, Don Thompson here with another podcast for you today. What I'd like to talk about today is a very interesting and important topic that I think we need to ruminate over, in in my uh, view, uh, related to virtue. And specifically, what I'm going to do is talk about something known as virtue theory or virtue ethics and what that means, and how it relates to our modern society. So, virtue theory is really a a branch of philosophy, of moral philosophy, you might say, and has it has the notion of, of creating excellent persons. And the the idea behind a excellent person um, when when you when you listen to virtue theory is that such a person has an innate goodness to them they have a sense of uh, innate morality you might say and this morality does not derive itself from a sense of obligation or duty or rules per se or fear of the law so it is really goal oriented from the the standpoint that you want to have an outcome. Um, There are other aspects or other uh, ideas in in, uh, ethical theory, such as utilitarianism, which also is goal-oriented, but virtue theory is goal-oriented for different reasons. Utilitarianism really looks for the action um, to define what is moral. It doesn't look at the intent. It doesn't look at what the character is of the individual. And utilitarianism does, however, uh, ask for us to maximize our the happiness or utility of an action, which is a good thing. But it really um, does not look at the action itself in terms of good or bad, necessarily. Uh, you can have an action that results in a good outcome, and that to the utilitarian is acceptable. To the virtue theory person, to the virtuous, however, that isn't really necessarily acceptable. And really what what virtue theory does is it asks us to really focus on living well and to achieving excellence. And it really goes back to the Greeks and to Plato, the philosopher Plato, and what he called his cardinal virtues. And these cardinal virtues are similar to what St. Paul said in the New Testament in his epistles. And and those are, um, you know, virtues such as faith and hope and charity. And and these are called theological virtues to uh, virtue theory uh, people, people that think about these things. Virtue ethics tells us that the to do the right thing, but uh, to have a particular attitude and disposition toward the action. 
So it really deals with motivation and intent. And virtue theory, uh, virtue theory designates really what they call moral and non-moral virtues. So what that means is by moral virtues, these are virtues that directly relate to behavior and to morality and behavior. So those would include honesty, benevolence, non-malevolence, fairness, kindness, conscientiousness, and gratitude. And then you have what is, is called non-moral virtues. And uh, these would have to do with really qualities of, of an individual, not necessarily that result in moral behavior when interacting with others, but they could. I mean, it, it could result in that. And these virtues would include courage and optimism and rationality, self-control, patience, endurance, industry, musical talent, cleanliness, wit, things like that. Things that, that are more, you know, indicative of the qualities of a individual. The philosopher Aristotle in Greece, you know, really 2,000 years ago or so now, uh, wrote about ethics extensively in his book called the Nicomachean Ethics. And according to Aristotle, the goal of a virtuous life is to reach what he called eudaimonia, or happiness, or human flourishing. And because the virtuous individual um, must live in the context of a community, Aristotle really considered virtue to be a branch of politics. It had to do with the way people got along with, with one another. And as such, it really was a communally oriented uh, way of, of thinking. Uh, virtue affected the community. And because of this, Aristotle really felt that we should encourage virtue within the state even, perhaps even through education. So um, this, is, this is an important idea from the Greeks, is that virtue could be taught. And it could be taught through ideas such as the golden mean, which is uh, living a life of moderation and avoiding extremes. Now, Aristotle was an elitist. He did consider some people to be more capable of being virtuous and others not so capable. But he, he didn't really emphasize moral rules necessarily. What he, he emphasized is good character, developing people of moral excellence that cannot help but do good. They, in a sense, embody the rules. They don't necessarily follow them, but they embody them. They, they usually would follow them, but they really embody them. And virtuous people are often uh, thought of uh, today or, or in the past as, as those that we would think of as heroes or saints. You know, we can think of heroic people who give selflessly of themselves and saints who do the same thing. So these heroes and saints are, are typically what we would consider to be virtuous people in, in our era and also in the past. Now, virtue theory really has a criticism, you might say. It's a critique of what you would call action-based ethics. Action-based ethics really has been the dominant template for modern societies, going back to what was known as the European Enlightenment. And I've talked about that in other podcasts, starting back in the 17th century. And you have philosophers like uh, uh, Immanuel Kant, for example. So Kant really encourage individuals to find morality through what he called the categorical imperative. Uh, 
So what that means is basically to act as you would want all other people to act towards all other people, as if it were a universal law. So um, Kant, Immanuel Kant, really, again, promoted this categorical imperative. Utilitarianism uh, asks us to find moral good through what will provide the greatest happiness. Again, I mentioned this before. Um, it really is, you know, speaking to the fact that uh, the end justifies the means. Really, what's important is the objective of, of an action. So now, according to utilitarianism, what matters is pleasing or painful as a result of our actions, not necessarily in the, in quotes, goodness of the action itself. That can be relative. That can be, you know, one person might think the action is not so good and another person could think it's great. But the outcome of the action would be beneficial, and that's really what the utilitarian is concerned with. Now, these, these types of theories, utilitarianism and Kantian moral imperative, uh, categorical imperative, and so on, were really uh, prevalent during the 19th and 20th centuries, and virtue theory was pretty much ignored, and it, it, it really took, um, you know, went, went by the wayside, really, with the rise of empiricism, the rise of scientific inquiry, the basis of morality being more or less a scientific endeavor. Uh, and so, in general, there are really two approaches to moral theories. One would be this action-based uh, type of approach, and the other would be virtue-based. So, action theory indicates that we judge people by how they act and not whether or not they are virtuous. So, uh, being virtuous is not bad, but you don't really need to be virtuous in order for the person who advocates action theory, you know, you don't need to be virtuous to be considered moral, really. So virtue theory believes that we should try to develop good character traits as morality involves being a virtuous person. This is opposed to, or in contrast to, action theory. So vir uh, virtue theory has its focus on the character of the individual, and action-based theory has, has its focus on the actions of the individual and the results of those actions. So they're really, you know, two distinct ways of looking at life. Now, action-based theories lack really a motivational component. And this is a key critique, a modern critique even, of action-based theories. And there, we'll get into this in a, in a second, but there have been philosophers in the 20th century that have critiqued uh, these action-based theories and asked for us to return to a kind of a virtue-based uh, approach. Now, contemporary virtue theories uh, argue that action-based theory lacks a motivational component, um, and I'll, I'll detail that in terms of the specific philosophies in a second. They fail to really inspire one to action. An action-based morality is often based on thou shalt not rather than thou should. It's really a negation or negative uh, look at it. So, um, there are philosophers that rose up during the uh, 20th century, such as Elizabeth Onscombe of Oxford, in England, uh, of Oxford University. And she really, uh, you know, talked about the, the limitations of legal-based morality. She, she thought it was limited, and the morality was, in her, in her mind, made for mankind, not mankind for morality. So Anscombe was really under the belief that ethics should result from the character of the person and not the legality 
of behavior. And so uh, what she's saying is that action-based ethics ignore the spontaneous nature of ethics. Action-based ethics ignore the spontaneous nature of good conduct. Action-based ethics ignore the borderline bad behavior and assume a person is moral even though they might contemplate something bad, some immoral act. They might contemplate it for a long time, but just at the last minute decide not to do it. And they are looked as morally equivalent to the virtuous person who would not even consider doing it in the first place. So again, these are all critiques of action-based theory. So really, action-based uh, ethics ignores good character. The, the emphasis of action-based ethics is on social control. Do the minimal amount of good according to the rules. And the idea that morality is, is largely a preventative exercise. It isn't really there to inspire us to do good so much as to prevent us from doing bad. And virtue ethics compels the individual toward a sense, really, of moral responsibility for the overall state of society. This is what, uh, you know, the new uh, virtue-based theorists are, are contemplating, these kinds of ideas. And there was another uh, philosopher, again, in, in the 20th century, Alistair McIntyre, again, of the, of the UK. And what he talked about was that rules-based morality is really the result of the European Enlightenment and the focus on the autonomy of the individual. Again, it looks away from the community. The community was the focus of the Greeks. And uh, in many ways, uh, you could say that perhaps uh, virtue theory rose out of the Greeks because of their communal orientation. And what McIntyre is saying is the, is the focus on the individual from the Enlightenment, the focus on autonomy and the individual, um, really took us away from this idea of virtue. And that virtue, again, arises out of a sense of community and group interaction. And this goes right back to Aristotle and the Nicomachean ethics. Now, there are connections between virtue and action-based ethics. There are, uh, you know, might say connection points. And, and three relationships really come to mind when, when talking about this. One would be pure virtue-based ethics, where virtues would dominate or should dominate. The other would be standard action-based views, where actions are dominant, but what seems to be virtuous is the result of them. And then you have a complementary or pluralistic view that uh, really emphasizes that both aspects are important, that both virtue uh, based ethics and action-based eth ethics are important and can be complementary. So, in conclusion, virtue-based ethics poses a significant challenge to the standard action-based view that really grew out of the scientific empirical approach from the Enlightenment. And the relationship between the two is open for debate, as, as we discussed. And the principles for action-based uh, theory are important, um, but the character that enlivens them through what you might say is virtuous behavior is also important. So I'll leave it at that for our discussion of virtue theory. I believe it's important uh, to consider in our modern era. We still really, in many ways, have an action-based type of situation with ethics. Many people just try to live by the rules and do what they can to 
you know, get, get away with what they can, you might say. And in some cases, skirting the rules or even going around the rules can be a real problem. So with virtue theory, uh, what we're asking people to be or what virtue theorists are asking people to be is, is excellent, is to look at, well, what is this idea of excellence from the Greeks? And they, they call it erite, excellence. And it has to do with moral excellence. It has to do with doing things well. It has to do with trying to do your best. And all of these are, are, are good things. They build good character. And I, for one, um, you know, I'm sort of siding with the virtue theory people. Uh, I do believe there, you know, is a requirement in some cases to take a, a more utilitarian approach. But I would say for the most part, life should be tried to, you know, we should try to live life in a virtuous way. Um, but I'm, you know, I don't mean to preach, but uh, that, that is my viewpoint. Okay, I'll, I'll leave it at that, and I, I appreciate your time. And uh, we will talk to you again soon, and also talk about mindfulness, of course. This is really related to mindfulness in a way, because we can be mindfully virtuous, of course. Um, again, thanks a lot, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.